Paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online. Approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu slash paralegal. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, Yeah, you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul-searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on, Mm -hmm. when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though. And so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth. And then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences are. everybody welcome to this episode of conversations with jeff thank you so much for tuning in uh just a quick reminder uh, if you guys want to support what we're doing here with the gatekeepers you guys can go over to gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in check that out it's a good membership you get access to all of our online conferences get some discounts in the in the bookstore and all that and then also make sure you do go over to the bookstore as well check out we've got everything from church and state social injustice we got uh pastor sam jones new book five steps to kill a nation we got mike spaulding's book upside down in america just a bunch of great resources for you. Another cool thing we just added actually was just uh, some some used books. I've been going through my library and I'm realizing I've got way too many books. And so I'm keeping my favorites and then I'm put, putting the rest of them on there in the used book section. So you guys can check that out as well. Uh, again, gatekeepersonline.com slash store. So without further ado, gonna be we're bringing back a good buddy of mine, Dustin Faulkner, who actually finally met in person a couple of weeks ago. But Dustin, welcome back to Conversations. Glad we can sit down and chat again for a little bit. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It was, you know, speaking of meeting in person, you know, you just, you always kind of sit here speaking to people uh, at a distance, even though there's always that strong connection that you always have with the person, especially as much time as we, we all uh, work together and spend together on what we do. Uh, But then when you actually meet that person, you know, you're like, it, it changes the whole aspect of the relationship and uh and then having to stare up at you i'm just gonna have to say it's kind of difficult you know might hurt my ego a little bit <laughs> it was crazy seeing how tall you actually are man yeah, yeah well, it, it, it's, it's funny too because out, out of uh all of my brothers and all that kind of stuff i'm the shortest one i'm the oldest and the shortest so uh so you know it's it's like my, my youngest brother. Oh, wow. The youngest brother, I think it's like six. So yeah, I, I, I feel short going home. Um, but but, it, it, but I, I think there's an interesting point that you made there as well. And I think as both Christians and conservatives, there is something that we need to remember about 
getting together in person, because I think oftentimes it's really easy to do everything online. And especially with COVID-19, a lot of churches, they were resorting to online churches and all that kind of stuff. But I think for me going to like that conference where uh, the faith and freedoms conference, where you and I finally got to meet in person, but it's one of those things. I think it reiterated to me the importance of gathering together and building up that camaraderie and feeling like you have each other's back and building that family feeling and things like that. We need that. And I think we need that both in politics as well as within the church. Uh, what are your thoughts after all this crazy COVID-19 stuff and kind of that, the importance of all that? Well, actually, Jeff, I think that is a very important thing that you just said there. I believe that uh, you made a, a very good observation, you know, just about the fact, that, you know, meeting in person and uh, getting into that where we're uh, able to have a stronger uh, friendship relationship building, you know, because we live in a high tech, high touch world, right? Uh, you, you think back about all those times years before when we were actually talking a long time ago, building it's like network marketing. We back, I used to do a lot of that back then. And we used to always talk about the high tech aspect of what you're going to have to do, but it never ever will beat the high touch aspect of any kind of business that you do. And so I think that that, uh, you know, when you start thinking about all the things that we did uh, during uh, the uh, COVID-19 issue, uh, it, it actually started a launching pad for some of the things that many people were already doing, uh, but it also gave a lot of excuses to take away that uh, personal aspect to being able to be in person with people and to be able to uh, discuss and, and do that aspect of, of business and relationship building that is required to be able to be around the people because the whole energy that's felt from when it is nothing like when you're together, right? And so I think that what happened there is it really took it really took away that whole um, ability to build stronger. You know, they tried to do that whole messaging stronger together. Well, you never really were together. You were uh, separated. You were uh, watching a screen, which created this barrier in between you and the people that you had always either been with or were building relationships with beforehand. And it changed the way that we build relationships, but it also slowed it down. No matter if the economy is up or down, healthcare careers continue to grow, especially in management. Stevenson University Online's Master's in Healthcare Management can put your career on a new track, especially for career changers with previous business, HR, or technology backgrounds. Discover new opportunities with our Healthcare Management Master's. No GREs, no application fees, and 100% online. Visit online.stevenson.edu slash healthcare management. Stevenson University Online is a leader in forensic education for law enforcement, legal, and cyber investigations. If you are preparing for career advancement or career change, investigate our online master's programs in forensic science, CSI, forensic accounting, forensic investigations, and cybersecurity and digital forensics. New online sessions start every eight weeks. No application fee or GRE required. Visit stevenson.edu slash online. And so, uh, like when we were there at the Faith and Freedoms Conference, which I, I didn't get to experience the whole thing, you know, I had to uh, work, but it, it, the time that I was there with everybody, and, and I was trying to suck it in as much as I could in the few hours that I was able to be there, you know, I didn't get to meet everybody like you did, but I did get to meet some incredible people, uh, especially there with your network and uh, other people that you've seen from a distance and that you've always kind of wanted to talk to. 
like when I got to meet Mindy Robinson, I've always wanted to talk to her. I find her to be a fascinating individual, but um, to be there and then get that back again changed the whole game because now we were able to finally be together with people that are doing what you are doing and what I am doing. And, and it makes it stronger and solidifies that purpose in your mind and gives you the strength that you need, you need to be able to push forward. Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think that, I think it's so, I think it's so important. And, and again, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily anything that I can pinpoint, but, but there's, but there's also at the same time, there's, there's this thing about getting together in person that it, it, if you're not doing that, you're really stunting your growth, both relationship wise, and then also your, your own personal confidence and all that kind of stuff. And I think that that's why it's so important for like, even, even the local church body to be, to be gathering together in person. And I think, and I think that it really probably hurt a lot of communities this last year where so many churches made the decision to go online. And when you're online, there's, there's a certain level of connection that you just can't make with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And, you know, and, and, and I think that maybe to a certain degree, we've also, all of this is kind of fed into our mentality of a consumption and consumer uh, driven mm-hmm. audience where, you know, church, you know, to, to the majority of people is just, you just go up and you watch the show, you absorb it in, you sit back off the time as you go home and then you'll critique the pastor and what he said in, in his sermon or whatever it is, but it's a very consumer driven mentality. And so to where there for a lot of people, I think COVID-19 was actually easy for them because they're just doing the same thing that they would normally do on Sunday. They just sit back, they watch and they critique and they go about their day. I, I think that we need to get back to the biblical understanding of what is church? Why do we get together? There's this thing called fellowship. Fellowship isn't just sitting around eating cupcakes and drinking coffee. It's actually talking mm. together and building together and growing together. And I think that so many churches lives have been stunted by this year. It's going to be a difficult time of trying to get that back. Right, Jeff. And you know, you bring up a really good point about how that that fellowship that matters. And you know, that really makes me think about and when you talk about the consumption and the consumerism uh, aspect that uh, comes with sitting there watching this uh, at at a distance and then uh, not being able to be there before your pastor or before uh, all of your brothers and sisters in your local church. it really does cause it to be a consumer driven thing because it, it, what it does is it takes the life out of it. It, it. it takes the the fire that builds by public worship because public worship, that's why we are required to do that because it's like, you know, you take, you have a burning fire, right? You know, that fire burns really strong and you have like charcoal all together and it's in a pile. And then what happens when you take that charcoal in, out of that, that pyramid that you've built and it's burning white hot, you take it, and what happens to that charcoal when you take it out from the rest of the fire? It goes dead, right? It starts to burn out slowly while the other ones are on fire. So they start taking away all of these charcoals piece by piece. And the relationship in that fire goes down. So the heat that was generated from this pile of charcoal is no longer the same strength that was before and you have all of this dead charcoal. And so what we're stuck with now, uh, Jeff, is we have a bunch of charcoal lying around that's burned out and it's almost completely used up, but there's still that 
charcoal there that we can bring it back in to the pile and reignite it and cause that heat to build up again to build that energy because that's why we've got to be in person and that's why it's really important that we start getting now on the ground level uh past that screen past that uh, hearing the podcast and, and all of that, because we got to create that energy. And you really see there, especially with that consumerism, uh, is that you see the real true churches who are really out there fighting to be together versus those who are these corporate bodies, right? And this is a lot of things that you and I have railed against for the last four years, especially. That's why we, you know, had social injustice book. That's why we did church and state. It's the whole reason is that we're trying to get rid of the problem that's within the church. And you really seen that about how they did their lives. They Many of them still continue to do this and then not, and then still social distance and do all of this other stuff, uh, enforcing uh, measures that we know uh, is more and more coming out as evidence that even though we presented evidence of that beforehand, uh, uh, you know, we were ahead of the curve. We're always ahead of the curve. That's just what we do. But you, uh, you got that now and you see who's there. So you've got these big giant bodies of corporate churches. And now they've already taken the life out of the church they, and they've taken the life out of the people to where they're no longer able to think and function. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's a really scary thing when, when you think about it. And you, again, my, my conspiracy theory mind start, starts going. It's like, was all of this plan to, to, to divide us and to, and to get us to where we're, we're isolated and, and we feel alone? Because, because I know, again, again, it's probably different out here, out here in communist California. I know, although I know out there in Texas, you guys were dealing with a lot as well uh, with Governor Abbott shutting down you know, quite a bit um, out there in Texas as well. But, you know, like out here, I mean, we're still we're still got a lot of restrictions and things like that. And people are still very isolated. It's also very interesting how the a lot I think they said like 71 percent of Democrats today still believe that healthy people should stay home and and not be around other people. Um, that's a that's a scary statistic when, when you think about it. But I think that this also gives us an opportunity as conservatives and Christians to not live in fear gather together and begin to build that connection now while the left is not that can actually give us a leg up strategically moving forward both for the gospel for our conservative message in politics in in almost every aspect of life i think that we have an opportunity to take advantage of building that personal connection that the left is just probably not going to do for years on end because they're absolutely terrified of being around another healthy person Right. You, you, that's a valid point because, I mean, you get those people, it really, it's, it's a whole lot of the brainwashing, the Tavistock Institute measures, right? And the, in communism, communism has used this for a long time. You know, we're talking about like a hundred years, guys. So that ability to brainwash people is to separate them from their identity of what they do, the people that they are around, the, their belief systems, and they isolate them to do that. And then they make them to be able to uh, conform to those who have comforted them through all of that time of isolation. So 
they're always going to be loyal to not their individual uh, ability to think for themselves. They're going to be uh, loyal to the leading body that separated them in the first place. And I think I, I don't think that at all what you're saying is any kind of conspiracy theory. You have so many books out there, lots of evidence, many presentations that prove exactly what you just said. Stop the hacks. Stop the attacks. Stop the attacks and start taking your IT career to the next level. The Masters in Cybersecurity from Stevenson University Online can keep you one step ahead of the criminals and one step ahead in career advancement. Complete your online degree in as little as 18 months with convenient and affordable classes. Stevenson University Online, your partner for professional success. Visit stevenson.edu slash cyberwar. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. And I think that that's really important what people, that people should listen to what you just said is that, that so many what? So you just said 71% of them? That's a large number of people. I mean, you know, you got Republicans, Democrats, a lot of the nation's Democrat people, you know, and you are always around Democrat people. You have loved ones who are Democrat. You may not believe the same thing. You've always respected each other at points in time. And then now, uh, because of the loyalist aspect now of what they've been programmed to do, they're no longer going to want to be with you. And that's, that's exactly the thing that, you know, we offer because these people really look for a comfort and their comfort is in, in the wrong part of, of what they should have comfort in. Uh, and that's, and, and what brings comfort is, is being together with people and, and having that high personal touch there. Uh, and so that's something that, that we can offer. And then anybody out there in kind of leadership politics, uh, uh, all of you, pastors you know out there who are really like sticking to the ground have got something that they don't have and that is the ability to bring the people together uh in in, in truth and, and to bring them back together to, so that they can start thinking for themselves yeah yeah it's it, it's crazy too because again going back to that faith and freedoms conference that that, that we were at uh one of the nights they had a performance by chad prather and he, and he came up with his like you know country bluegrass kind of band or whatever it is and sing and we're like this is strange. I mean, like we're at a live concert, like, like we haven't done this in like a, like a year and a half. It's, it's, it's crazy. But, but, but I think too, I think that like looking forward and, you know, kind of now that we're beginning, it seems like to come out of a lot of this kind of stuff. Now it seems like obviously they're, they're making this push for the vaccine. They're making it conditional about whether you can do all these different things, which again is very reminiscent uh, of the book of Revelation with the mark of the beast. And again, I'm not saying it is the mark of the beast, but it's almost like they're conditioning us for it. Um, it's, 
it's a pretty scary time now where you are now having, it seems like you're, I wouldn't be surprised if pretty soon we're going to have churches now that are requiring the vaccine in order to go to church. It, it's, it's a scary time when you have the, a lot of these pastors that it seems like they're not discerning with the times. And at a certain point, I just want to go shake, shake some of them and just be like, have you not read the book of revelation? Do you like, this is predicted. This is not something that's like shocking or surprising but how was it that so many pastors are getting caught up in all this kind of stuff? Well, uh, my opinion is, is they're really not pastors, to be quite honest with you, uh, because I think that if you're really trying to shepherd people, you would have a concern for them, uh, their ability to, to think through the word of God. And the only way that you could truly really think through the word of God, well, there's two, two ways that you can think through that. And that is a is that you have the Holy Spirit, which enables you to be able to understand the word of God. And two, it's the ability to think for yourself because you have the ability to think for yourself. You can understand what the word of God says so that you can make the proper decisions to come into obedience with it. And so I think that a lot of them is the same aspect of what we were talking about earlier just a, a few moments ago with the, the Democrats uh, and their 71% of uh, compliance and uh, of fear uh, to be able to finally get out there and be with people um, or, you know, there's other aspects of that. Of course, we could be going to the rabbit trail right there, but the, but the pastors are, are not pastors. And that was another thing that I was uh, just said earlier as well is the fact that the corporate bodies, see, it's a money-making business. All right. And that's why you hear me rail so much about um, what we needed to be doing about the 501c3 issue uh, when it comes to these kinds of things, what we need to be doing to revamp that, what what really should serve as a purpose for that, because these guys are getting rich. Uh, I, I live by one that now these guys are driving the best cars I've ever seen. They're pulling boats. Uh, I've never seen so much land development coming from an organization. Uh, you know, I'm not going to name that organization right now, but anybody who ever follows me, they already know it. But it, it, they, it's all about the takeover and redistribution of the wealth to them so of course they want that control and they want to be able to control those people because the way that they do so is by them living in fear they'll never really uh you know it's something that you've always used to call them all the time uh the evangelical vatican you know that's that word that terminology the good gobc something i haven't heard you say in a long time it's the truth and they've done that and they've fine-tuned it into a strong business and what do you do you want to stay profitable in business and they know what to do in order to keep themselves profitable and that is to keep the people under the thumb and that's what exactly what they're doing that's my belief on that i, I just strongly believe that and my eyes can't lie to me on it yeah yeah and, and i think i think that there's there's a certain degree of where we i think we're at this point now where we have to take responsibility and stop funding and stop supporting a lot of these churches and a lot of these quote unquote pastors who are treating it like a business as opposed to a, a, an organic family. And, and I think that when we look at, when we look at church history, the early church, they used to meet in, in, in small homes. They, they used to come together. It, it wasn't this organized thing. Obviously there was some sort of organizational structure and hierarchy. There was the elders, there was the deacons, there was all that kind of stuff, but that was more specific roles within the church as opposed as opposed to you have some people that are in charge telling everybody else what to do everybody was deemed equal in the sight of god they just had different um different roles and different responsibilities with, within the church we have to figure out how to how to get back to that because i think we've put such a 
such a, a focus on the quote unquote teaching pastor that it's almost like we, we only see the pastor that preaches on Sunday as the one doing ministry mm-hmm. as opposed to all of us. Like we're all supposed to be active. We're all supposed to be doing ministry. The pastor, I'm sorry to break this to you folks. The pastor is not superior to you. They're equal. They just have a different role. Their job is God equipped them to teach you to go out and do ministry. You're not supposed to be a consumer. You're supposed to be getting equipped and then going out and actually doing something. That's been sorely lacking over the last, I don't know how many decades. Right. You're absolutely right, Jeff. I mean, you know, speaking of the home bodies of the churches is, is, you know, you had these structures in, in, in the original first century churches, there were people at home and then you had a body that was given an ability to keep the, to guide the church, not control it. And so through the guidance of those who were put into those positions uh, uh, by God and, and, and of, of the ministry, they weren't people who controlled them. Instead, they they controlled basically the temperature of the of, of the handling of truth uh, and when it came time to do, to take care of business you know they stepped in and did that but they were people who guided the church the the home churches and everything and you know it's just a government body that was created by god basically and it's something that keeps it in line with truth it's nothing that just because you have certain gifts or in everything doesn't mean that you are above anyone because the more that you're given, the more that's required of you, you know? So before people start jumping into wanting to go and do these things, you need to consider that you're going, you have a stronger requirement in order to be in that, to be able to handle that because things are looked upon you more strongly by God and by the people. And so what happens there is you have these people who want to get in there and control that. And, and we need to get away from that because we, you, I think that a lot of the direction that we need to go are, we need to develop the home churches. We need to develop that, those, those, those cells of people that are here and here and here. And then at times we could come together as one big giant unit and it will break apart that structure that we're having of this one giant building on 900 acres. All right. to, so you get, got no control out of all of the people. Like I got one for instance, there's a church in Dallas that it, I, I won't name that, but this church, uh, th- there's a, one of the women, her, his wife is a deaconess, right? And so she has a place that she comes here into Tyler. And this is some investigating that I did. And she, uh, and this is a rather large church. Okay. And she comes here and she gets away and she owns a little property. She's got this one property that sits over a pond and, and, a, and a thing and, and all of this. And, and so this church is so vastly large, you know, she drives beautiful vehicles and there's nothing wrong with that. You can work outside of that structure and have good things because you can't be controlled by that. But she comes here and she comes onto this land uh, and she gets away, but yet another pastor comes to this property with her, not her husband. Another pastor stays on that property with her while her husband's in Dallas. Do you see a problem with that? I see a problem with that. And I think that that's a lot of the things that we're dealing with now uh, with these large structures of churches. But if you have those home units that's working, because uh, you know, the church I attend is basically sort of, a, I guess you could say, a home church. We don't have this big, giant building. We meet at an RV park, event center, and we tend to move on that to where we can actually have people there. But it's basically a home church. It really is, uh, you know, but 
that's what we need to get back to. And I think that when we start developing these and then you can have events that you come together and then have that formation. I think we've gotten a, a, away from that and very bad, you know, it's very bad. Oh yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I think even, even within the, the larger church structure uh, where, where it's treated more like a corporation and things like that, again, kind of like how we're losing connection through the screen when you're in a lot of these big mega churches, you're also losing that connection. Like a lot of times, like you, you don't see the same person twice, like ever, you know, in the entire time you're, you're mm-hmm. visiting these churches. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, you know, the, the, the model that I think that Christ set up for the church was one where we're actually going through life with people. You're actually experiencing life. You're, you're seeing your local pastor, your, your pastor that's supposed to be equipping you. You're actually seeing him live out what he preaches on Sunday. How many of us actually see your pastor throughout the week randomly at the grocery store, or does he come over for lunch, or do you see him in life? Very rarely, if ever, and a lot of it's because we see him up on stage, maybe we shake his hand as we're leaving church, and, and then that's, that's about it. We're not actually going through life with them, and, and I think that when you're in a small little community, you can actually go through life with your pastor, with your elders, with your deacons, with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and again, it, it's one of those things where I, be, I just begin to think, is all of this strategic on the part of like even of Satan and the enemies of the church and the enemies of Christ of really pushing this mega church model? Because again, it's, it's, an, it's a form of isolation. And then this now, this last year with COVID-19, where we're all just watching it on screens, that's another more extreme version of isolation. It seems like it's just systematically getting, we're getting more isolated, more isolated I mean, I don't know. I don't know where this stops. How much more isolated can we get? I think that that we can we can begin to become more isolated, of course. But uh, I think that you know we've kind of really uh, reached the crux of everything. Uh, you're, we're at a point where we're at the fork in the road. You're either going to go the right way, or the the wrong way. Um, you're going to people are going to take this direction. It could lead to more control of these people. And then the other people might go this direction to where we start really coming together again. You know, you kind of reached that um, in in our political landscape uh, four or five years ago. So you really started having people to divide off, right? So I think that it's by design that way uh, because you can really start to see who, who is who, you know? And so through that, you're able to identify them and then shut them off. And that's what they've done with all of us. So they've, they've seen the people who went that, the, the split off direction and and, into the other ones. And so it made it much easier to identify who you need to get rid of. And I think that it's exactly by design, Um, you know, because it's like you just said, um, how can you uh, shepherd anybody that you don't know anything about? So at that point, they're just a commodity, right? And then attending such an organization, it's just basically a badge of honor, like an alma mater. (laughs) You know, I went there. I never knew you, but I went there. So it's like this badge of honor. And so it's a giant corporate uh, 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 ability to make money and the ability to stay into a job. So, uh, I think that you're exactly right on that. And I think that, you know, we have a, a big problem. And I think that that's why we're being more easily identified by opposing forces to uh, start to pick us off and start to divide us and start to isolate us and uh, to make anybody following them to begin to hate us more. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think I think another aspect that I wanted to, to touch on today is that it, se- it seems like, obviously, like you were saying, you know, we're kind of getting split off. We're beginning to see who's legit and who and who's essentially a globalist or a lefty, you know, even even among our pastors. It, it, it's it's pretty crazy to see. Um, but what what do you what do you make of of the recent divide where I feel like even, you know, we're watching the upcoming Southern Baptist Convention is coming up. There, there, there's a lot going down within the SBC. Uh, you know, we had Russell Moore has now stepped away from from the Southern Baptist Convention. Convention. I don't even know where he's going, but I mean, it, it, it's it's one of those things where it seems like we're, we're separating the wheat from the chaff. Um, but at the same time, it seems like a lot of people they're following after the chaff and then condemning the wheat. It, it it's it's a pretty crazy thing. Like, is is there like a spiritual blindness going on, or or what do you think's at play right now? Uh, um within the church right now. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CAPITAL and your first wager is risk-free, up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM. MGM.com and enter code CAPITAL and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, you know, uh, like you just said, you know, I think that uh, when we talk about anything that about R- Russell Moore does, uh, he does things in, in a strategic manner. I believe that it's kind of the same thing of Jeff Bezos stepping down from Amazon. Uh, there's a reason he's doing that because he has something else that he's building. And that's something that we need to be watching. Uh, uh, the, the, and they always say what they're going to do. It's just that people like you and me have our ear to the ground and we hear them say it while the other ones it just goes through their ears because they're not really paying attention to it. You know, it's kind of like when you look at red and you look at red and you look at red, all you'll see is the red everywhere. You'll be able to identify it everywhere. So that's what we're, we're able to do. And I think that, so what I think is that now uh, you're starting to see of that separation because uh, now that they, they worked so hard to get to the points that they, 
have begun to take down and dismantle everything around, you know, like the SBC, which used to be a good organization at some point. Um, I probably not in my lifetime, but uh, I think that now you, you're just really, um, it's, it's kind of almost like there, you know, you start seeing and you say that there's a spiritually blind people. Well, honestly, and you know, what I'm told by the word is they never were right now. Will they ever be? I don't know. That's why we've always got to continue doing what we do. That's why we've always got to continue speaking in truth, living in truth. So when you know truth, you tell the truth, you live it. And then you make, and then other people will come into here by the hearing of what we do into the proper obedience. Um, so we never know who any of those are going to be, but we will now know who we shouldn't be following. Um, and I, and that's why it's just such a great thing, honestly, that you start seeing all of these large organizations fall apart and all of the people that are in them, uh, because now we're able to really easily identify uh, who's somebody that, that we should, you know, be following. And, and as for anybody who goes to follow after these people, well, now, you know, and now you know how you need to really be approaching it um, and defeating it. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and it seems like as of late as well, it's, again, there's, there's a lot of evangelical leaders, including ones that, that were, that were conservative and, and even ones that were supportive of Trump and things like that. It seems like there's a lot of them that are kind of backing away from, from the Trumpism and the, and the, and the MAGA movement in America first and all that kind of stuff. You know, and, you know, they, they don't want to say anything controversial. They don't want to say anything bad about vaccines. They don't want to, uh, they don't ever want to mention election fraud. They don't want to talk about corruption. They don't want to talk about Joe Biden. They want to talk about all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like we're, we're watching a country literally fall apart at the seams, like right in front of our eyes. And I just keep coming back to the church is literally doing nothing as the entire world is burning. Like I'm not, I'm not seeing anybody going out and preaching the gospel. I'm not seeing anybody... Uh, teaching about about principles that are relevant to today, except if they're going to give like a wishy-washy sermon on Black Lives Matter or something like that, right? But I'm not I'm not seeing the kind the kind of boldness that I think is required of our pastors. And I, I feel like if we want any shot at turning around this country, we've got to have people that are going to boldly declare the truth. And it seems like that's coming, it's beginning to come from the secular Republican side. It's not coming from the conservative Christian side, and that to me is scary. What 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 do you make of that? I think that you, you're exactly right about that. See, that's something that I was considering. Um, you know, you start seeing a lot of the secular, <laughs> the people that don't know the truth or don't care for the truth are the ones actually speaking truth, um, and I think that that's a problem, and I think that that's where we're starting to be where it would be more accepted to have somebody like an antichrist figure to be set up into place because um you know you really think about that the people who would who are supposed to stand firm and then always hold the line on truth uh, are the ones who abandoned those who were thirsty for it and so i think that's what we're really beginning to see here i think that we're really beginning to see uh a system set up that uh, will allow someone to come in and, and, and uh, appeal to people uh, and fool them. Uh, and, and, and it would be through something 
deny conservatism. Because uh, you still have people there, they're thirsty for truth. They're, they're thirsty for information. They're thirsty to still be a part of something that makes them feel good about their values. And so when you have the secular people who are business people, they're able to identify that, can start speaking like that and fill that gap, that vacuum that all of these Christians who sat by comfortably uh, allowed to happen. And that's why it's like people like you, uh, like, like me, um, uh, other people like Sam Jones, uh, like Schumann, um, everybody that, that we work with, like Bobby Lopez, especially him. He's a very important figure uh, because just because of his, the lifestyle that he came from uh, in, in this, in how they want him to be quiet and, and not tell that um, it, it's a, that that's we are the people that, that are going to have to fill the vacuum. We're a small amount of people. Um, to be quite honest with you, because uh, the the burdens feels heavy on me, I I, I can tell you that. Uh, but we're the ones, people like us are the ones that need to step up and, and fill in that vacuum because we're just going to have to face the facts. And the facts are, is ninety percent of the people are going to do nothing, while ten percent are going to lift it. So the ten percent really need to start rising up and then taking that anger and that uh, that tired of seeing things happen and, and, and just really start filling in and fill that vacuum because where that vacuum is the wrong is going to come in and do it uh, even if they do say the right things and uh, do the right things it doesn't mean that that's something that you want to start filling in the vacuum where we are supposed to be yeah yeah now 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 what, what do you say to just like the everyday christian who, uh, because this, this is the kind of email that I get all the time from people is, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on in my church, but I'm beginning to see some of the social justice stuff come in. I'm seeing critical race theory. I'm seeing black lives matter. I'm seeing like an anti-conservative political agenda kind of coming in. And it, it, the interesting thing is, is that it's usually coming from the pastors, the people that are in the audience, the congregation, they're the ones that are seeing and understanding and discerning. But what do you what do you say to the to just the everyday Christian where they're beginning to see a lot of this leftism and weak minded pastors in their churches? Like, what what are they supposed to do? First thing I would say to that person is, you're not alone. This is everywhere, and it's rapid, and it's a cancer that almost is at an uncontrollable level. You know, stage four or whatever that it will take a blessing for it to go away. And the first thing that you should do is you should approach these pastors uh, with the word of God. You should do so with other people. You find some other one who thinks the same way you do and take them with you. Because if you go alone, that person's going to identify you and shut you out of the church, which may not be a bad thing. However, uh, you need to approach these people in a kind manner, but a firm manner. And then if they don't listen, you go to the other people and you find other people who think like you. Um, they, and, 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 and you go to them and you get them to get rid of the, the person that's doing this. Uh, that's the only way that you can do it. If they don't, if you can't find anybody that, that, that agrees with you, take the ones that do uh, and, and do what we, we've been talking about this whole time. Home church. It's you're going to have to start something else. And maybe, maybe it just turns out that you were supposed to do that because you took initiative 
and it was in it was the fire inside you and i hate to use terminology like that because that sounds kind of really crazy because it's a lot of terminology they use but it's you know honestly kind of the truth that that emotion was uh in you because of your conviction and you take that conviction and then you do what you got to do yeah i just got to be quite honest with you and you know right up front you're probably going to have to leave that church the church if it's already that that strong that you've seen it permeate and it spread that fast it likely might be too late for that church i've seen a lot of them go down um, once it's especially that public in it most of them are already in agreement with it um, you, you're already kind of outnumbered but don't let that stop you you do what you're supposed to do because you, you know it's right and you have to do it because it's the required of you Oh yeah, yeah, and there, and again, there's there's this thing called Matthew 18, which which completely lays out the exact steps that you that you were talking about, and I think that oftentimes it's it's one of those things where people feel like, well, I'm I'm not a pastor, I'm not this, I can't confront this. It's like, well, yes, no, yes, you can. This is this is what Christ wanted. Again, you're not you're not uh, below the pastor. You guys are on an equal playing field be- before the eyes of God. He just has a particular job and a particular talent and a particular role. You if if they're if they're in error, they're teaching error. I'm sorry, this is going to sound harsh, but it's actually sin that needs to be confronted. They need to mm-hmm. repent from it. Mm-hmm. If they're not repenting, you go through the steps of Matthew 18. And then if, if, if they're still not repentant, like you said, leave, go start a church, find somebody who's biblically qualified to, to help to lead and to teach and to train and equip and start a home church. Like it's, it, it's not complicated, but it takes people taking an, an initiative. It takes people to take a stand something that's been lacking, I think, a lot, but but I'm beginning to see it more and more as people are becoming a little bit more desperate because they're like, what is happening to this church that I know and I love and I grew up in and, and all this kind of stuff? It's kind of scary times when you look out in the world and you look at the education system, you look at our government, and it's all left. It's all run by the left. And it used to be your one safe spot was your church. It's not like that all the time anymore. That, that's, it's a scary place, I think, for us to be in. Right. And, and, you know, I, I sympathize with people that are going through that because I'm not anymore. Uh, I did, I have, uh, but, you know, I went uh, probably five years without finding something um, that was, a, 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 I would call a church. And, and I did, and it just happened you know, uh, as long as you're staying in the word of God, and then you're always into that truth, there's, there's someone always out there that's, that's part of the body of Christ, because his body, uh, those are his members, and his members, they recognize the other members, you know, you always recognize who is of of you, and you shouldn't be disheartened to that, um, you know, you got to understand that you're not always going to be in agreement with totally everything that that person is saying. But as long as the, there is a firm biblical foundation there, it's it's a uh, you got to have that public worship. You've got to have that uh, that ability to be with the people that are uh, of the body of Christ, uh, because quite frankly, we're coming into the days where it's not going to be so good for Christians and you're going to need those people around you. So. Don't be disheartened, you know, that, that this is happening to you. Um, you. Be thankful that you know that it is happening to you because most don't. 
and most eyes are so closed that they can't even recognize it, but you do. And that's a great thing. Yeah, that's a very good point to, to bring up. The, the, the very fact that you can recognize the problem should be a good sign to you that more than likely you've got the Holy Spirit living, living in your life. That, that's, that's a very encouraging thing. I feel sad for the people that are just completely blind and they more than likely don't have the Holy Spirit in their life and they're just going about life and they have no clue as to the danger that they're finding themselves in. It's, 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 it's really scary times, but I think it's also, it's also why having a true Christian community is so vitally important, especially in all, in all, in all these crazy times. So uh, I wanted to close out and give you a chance to let everybody know best place to follow you. Uh, when are you coming back with your shows? All, all, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for giving me that opportunity. I'm really excited. Uh, honestly, uh, I have been away from all of you for uh, quite some time, you know, and always I'm pretty open about some things like that that, that go on. And, and, you know, as I've said before, I'm, I'm open about certain aspects of my life because I want somebody out there to see that I'm just like you, um, you know, so that you're not, I don't want you people to have this separation from me that, you know, I'm something better than they are. I'm no better than anybody. You know, I have no, nothing that I am doing that you can't do in some aspect. I just have a a different way that I'm doing it. And, you know, uh, I don't want to ever have people put me on some kind of pedestal because I'm not, I'm just like you have problems. I have problems that I have to deal with every day. And uh, they get in the way of my goals. They get in the way of all of our goals, guys. You know, look how long it's taken us to get this far with with Jeff's network uh, with, and with the other network that he's built with JD. We've been at this for quite some time, and there's been a lot of trial and error. So I just want everybody out there to know that, you know, that these organizations here, th- these organizations are here to stay, and, and they're going to group, they're getting better and better each day. So with that said, uh, I have, uh, I'm still working on the website. Um, I, I've, I've been talking, I've talked to Jeff a couple of times about all of this. It's paid for. I have a site there. It's just not developed site. It's kind of like an empty land out there that I'm sitting on. So that's where you're going to be finding me. You can also find me here with the Gatekeepers Podcast Network uh, with Battlefront Southgate, which will be coming back up. Not this weekend, because this weekend I plan on, on doing uh uh, Battlefront Frontline is going to come back up, which is uh, uh, the flagship program that I created through Battlefront Broadcasting that is now with Freedom First Network. Uh, get that coffee, by the way, if you guys haven't had that coffee. Freedom First Coffee, I don't go without it. I'm telling you, uh, that coffee, uh, I can't drink any other coffee. Uh, I drink this coffee, uh, you know, Code Battle, B A T T A L. It gets 10% off. Uh, but Anyway, so you can find me there on that. Uh, I'm going to be airing this weekend. I've got the program that I'm working on with uh, illegal immigration. This is something that uh, I've, I've done a lot of work with. Um, uh, it's going to be kind of sporadic here. I got to go into an oral surgery, so I'll, I don't know how long that problem is going to last me. Like right now, I'm on antibiotics. I'm actually able to kind of talk. <laughs> so uh, that, but we'll be getting back with that here very soon. Uh, the plan is that we'll be, we will be uh, consistent and on a roll with everything uh, three to, to four weeks is good, you know, because we got some things to work out, but we're going to be full on and we're going to be doing a lot of work there. So you can find me through that. Uh, watch Battlefront Southgate on the GK Podcast Network uh, and Battlefront Frontline 
uh, with Battlefront Broadcasting and Freedom First Network. That's how you can find me. You can follow me on Twitter at DLordFalk, D-L-O-I-D-F-A-U-L-K. You can also follow uh, our organization at BF underscore Frontline. Uh, and on Facebook, there's Battlefront Broadcasting. You can catch me there. Uh, we're kind of censored on all of this stuff, but uh, you know, like what we should all be doing is never quit with anything that's available to you to fight with what we do. And that's what we're standing for. Until they get rid of us completely, we ain't leaving. So uh, that's about where everybody can find me. And I'm, I'm glad to be back with you. And I thank Jeff for let me come on here tonight. Uh, to be able to be with all of you once again, because we really are all uh, in this together, because we're all uh, got a purpose to fight this, and we can't quit. And thank you all for being with us, and thanks for having me on, Jeff. Of course, and thanks for coming on. I I, I always love talking, always love chatting, I've always love having you on. Again, you know, we'll 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 always keep we'll always keep bringing you back on. So, uh, but but thank you so much. And then I will post all the links to everything in the show notes for everybody that's watching. You guys can just click on that, go right there. And then, um, but yeah, if you guys can subscribe to this show where you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, you can also find us on Rumble. Just look up Conversations with Jeff. And then uh, we're also slowly doing a transition over to the website where we can have all of our video content over on the website. If you go to gatekeepersonline.com, you can watch all the content over there and then uh, all the blogs and articles and all that kind of stuff as well. So definitely check that out. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. We shall catch you guys next time. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.